You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Cash the ticket, a Mike Valenti podcast. We are back. That's right. Shortly before 10 a.m. Thursday, it is Cash the Ticket. It is week 12, and it is a special gala uh, exclusive event this week as I am sitting next to a man (laughs) who typifies, personifies, exudes success. I am sitting next to a man who last weekend, all on the record selections, no arguments, no debate, no bullshit. I am sitting next to a man who went nine and oh. I just blew away a seven and two week I had a few weeks ago. I said two? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Two is pretty average, man. No, no. I am going nine and oh. I am sitting next to Mike Sullivan. Wow, what I, an introduction, man. I, Michael, thank you I, so much for that. Jeez. I don't deserve to sit next to you. As thank you. My Saturday was, you know, two and one, at least okay. Then I bathed in my own blood on Sunday, one and three. Thank you, Kansas City Chiefs, for saving me. But, Michael, it's 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 about you, and I, I want to start Ooh, so this insane. show. I'm very excited. I want to start this show. I am a man who pays his bets. Oh, really? I have something special for you. I felt that after a 9-0 and week, it wouldn't be just appropriate for any bottle. Oh, so wow. So what I have brought you is one of my own personal collection, Kentucky Derby 144 edition. Oh, no way. You love those. Woodford Reserve bottles. Jeez, I can't even Michael, think this. Michael, so nice. wow, yes, thank you can. You. So that this is, is incredible. Now, listen. This made my entire uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, that's right. Now, listen. You don't have to collect. You wow. can open. You can decorate. You do whatever you want. But that is a beautiful bottle of Woodford Reserve. Oh, we'll have to post this out on our Instagram. This is great. This is incredible. That is a personal bottle from the Mikey collection. It wasn't going to the liquor store. I felt that 9-0 was so goddamn impressive. You deserve (laughs) something that actually meant a little something. Something I have. Something that's in my home. Something I've saved. Something that's mine. Because honestly, you know, the last two weeks I've been terrible. Michael, you gave me hope. Well, you gave you. me hope that a brighter future exists. You know, just let's. How about we just pour a quick little drink right now and just uh, celebrate before? Oh, we I record love, this. Oh my God! No, thank you. Nine fifty four a.m. Bourbon. <laughs> what are we great. tailgating? Yeah. Take me through. What is seven and two felt amazing? And I even had a five and zero NFL Sunday a few weeks back. But Michael, nine and zero tour de force from Saturday to Sunday. None of us will taste that that forbidden fruit. Yeah, it was it was insane. What does that feel like, Mike? Well, I, it was it was great because I I hit a couple straight bets Saturday that I knew I won. I'd hit a, a three team parlay for like four hundred bucks, which was great. Um, and then I went into Sunday and I and I had and I it was kind of like one of those things where you don't want to check the scoreboard, right? And I knew I was doing well, but then once I really added it up and people started tweeting at me, I was like, oh, holy shit, this is actually happening. Nine and zero, and then I went through and double checked everything. Sure enough, there were some there were some close ones. I won by half a point, but I won them. Did it make you feel like more of a man? Yeah, it did. It, yeah. it gave me it restored my faith in uh yeah. in how I picked. Kind of like the last two weeks, I feel like less of a man. <laughs> I feel well. Like... No, now this week I'll go zero and nine. <laughs> well, okay, that that's the discussion. I always like to have a theme before we just go into you know rifling information and picks. It's this fine line between maintaining confidence without being arrogant or on the flip side trying to maintain your confidence without becoming a scared bitch because it is very difficult 
when the way that you cap games, the way that you look through things, the lenses you use, all of a sudden fails you, you start to almost want to alter. You know, you know, self-doubt comes in the mix. I think you got to have a spine in this. But I admit, I mean, the way I'm looking at games, it's shaky because the last two weeks have been so bad. I mean, I again, you can go back and look at the, the posted records. There's no hidden picks or anything. Like, I don't count games I bet separate. This is... Like two weeks ago, I had a, what was I, two and seven? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I was flying high. I'd put together, you know, week upon week upon week, winning weeks and some really great weeks. You sit here at nine and oh, are you pulling your board back? Great question. Are you rolling forward? See, I think it's hard because you almost feel like the universe is, is, is in the palm of my hand. Great I'm going to qu- fucking no, it's true. kill my bookie. It's true. No, I've, I've been on a roll. And, um, what I'm doing, though, is I'm not, I told myself, I'm not going to balloon this out to 12, 13 games. I'm sticking again to nine games. I'm not going over. I'm not going crazy. Let oh, me find boy. Let me find the nine that I like the best, and we're going to roll with it. Really those. love to see it down at six or seven. Okay. Well, okay, a, no. a cap of nine. Let okay. me put it that way. Now, here's what I'd like to do before we go down the picks. I, I just, I almost feel like I'm in the presence of a man of the cloth. I, I would like you... To bless my picks. <laughs> to bless. <laughs> I mean, it's just clear. I've you have lo- one that I love for sure. I already saw that already. I've lost the will of the people. I've lost my own confidence. I've lost my way. I'm, I'm like a homeless man walking into a church and falling to his knees. <laughs> I, I am not sure what I even know about sports anymore. So let's do this. Last week, my Saturday was good. Two and one. No complaints. I thought Iowa State blew the game for the loss. Um, Sunday, I don't know what to say. We'll get to it. Uh, the Eagles, I'm up 10-0. Lane Johnson gets hurt. Whole game flips. Vitae comes in at right tackle. Patriots clamp down. And you go, wait, how am I going to lose? How am I going to lose this game? How is this even possible? Uh, well, because it's me. I mean, the Texans, another, another idea. I go, wait a minute. You ever sit back as a better and you go, how did I get this so wrong? Oh, yeah, all the time. Texans, four and a half, really competitive game. They start the game out. It's nothing, nothing midway through the first. They're driving. They throw a deep ball to Hopkins. It was clear P.I. in the end zone. They don't call it. They review it. They don't overturn it. And then from that point forward, it just was an avalanche, an avalanche. So, I, you know, a couple of horrendous picks on Sunday, and it's like, I don't even know what you say. I don't know what to say. I, I'm just like, I got them wrong. I, but boy, do you question stuff. Boy, do you question yeah, stuff. You what do. killed me with Sunday is it was what you call a public Sunday. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry bet every Tom, Dick, and favorite, and they won. Every favorite just coming in. And yep. if anybody knows anything about me, I, I do lean Sometimes exclusively, as Sully will make fun of me. Mike, another underdog? No, and, and it's funny, Mike, you and I have a buddy who basically did that this weekend on Sunday and won a ton of money because yeah. he bet a bunch of favorites. Well, guess what? I, I'm actually on some favorites this week, so maybe I just dig the hole deeper. I don't know. College I am for sure. NFL, I like a lot of underdogs. All right, so 9-0, and you tell us about the week. Run down those picks quickly, and, and let's do the dance. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, it was crazy actually realizing it uh, when it went down. But starting off, yeah, I mean, so even on Saturday, it was I started Texas plus 7 hit Clemson I, well, that was kind of the one I knew when I hit Clemson at minus 33 and I was like, know okay. what? great call by you I know I, that the point spread had gotten near 35 I, I'm like Mike that's just a lot of points Clemson won by 50 well, that's I, a great call on your yeah, part yeah and it was a mix I didn't I had a mix of favorites and underdogs so it was Texas plus 7 Clemson Money. minus 33 Money. Baylor plus 10 I know Money. you like that one that too was never, Mike that was never a loser yep uh, West Virginia under 48 like Money. that one too and then NFL was five games that I hit. Broncos mm. plus ten and a half. Money. Car- that was never a loser. Cardinals, glad I locked in at that half. Ten plus ten that and a half. That was never a loser. Uh Josh Allen and my Bills minus six. Money. Patriots under 44 and a half was effortless. Oh, and money. then the, uh, the Bears game under 40 and a half. That, oh, was, that was really effortless. Oh, so. never a loot. Mike, the amount of picks you had that were never outside the happy zone. Yeah. 
Oh my! And I people. won on, and I I love oh. betting overs. I won on a ton of unders, which is rare for me. So no, that, that, the under is always the sharper side. You know that. Yep. Overs the suckers delight. I I'm not a total guy. I don't claim to be. You are the total king. All right, you're nine and zero. Let's start out this the, the college Saturday again. A fabulous week for Mikey. Truly remarkable. Let's do it again. Okay. Good luck. I let I'll let you start the board because you're clearly seeing it better than me. Yeah, well, let's start with a pick. I know that this is on yours as well. This is a team that I've been on all year. It's a team that when you look at their margins with how they're covering, it's remarkable how they cover every single game. And it's a top 10 matchup technically this week. Let's look at Ohio State-Penn State. Ohio State minus 18.5. Lay the damn points. They've been fantastic covering. Penn State's defense started out well this season, but now it seems like they can't tackle at all. I think Ohio State totally shreds them. Let me give you the reasons behind it, because I I agree with this pick, which maybe you should change your pick, because I'm fucking poison. (laughs) Um, I just don't know how Penn State scores. You know, K.J. Hamler's status is in doubt. Sean Clifford, I've dogged all year. Um, Sean Clifford is just not a big-time quarterback. It, It is kind of interesting, the Franklin system. No matter who the offensive coordinator is, the quarterback does not complete a high percentage of passes. And I think with Penn State, there's cracks appearing on D. Certainly talented. But I think Michigan kind of roughed them up in the second half of that game. And you saw that it was doable to grind out yards on the ground. Um, The secondary for Penn State has been tested. They got exploited last week. You know, Ohio State is going to bring a double-edged sword to town that really they haven't faced yet. I think the key number here is 3.5. Penn State hasn't allowed anyone to rush for better than 3.5 yards a carry. I think Ohio State gets that. I think Justin Fields, using his legs, will be able to neutralize the pass rush they will try to get with their base four. And I'll give you the other thing. Look, I have said it all year, and I know I've been reticent to lay some of the points that Sully has with OSU, but... OSU might be legendary. Oh, yeah. And we don't get to say that unless or until you do it. But, you know, like we we always celebrate these teams and you're like, hey, you know, 2001 Miami had X amount of talent or, you know, 97 Nebraska had X amount of talent. When you look back at teams, this Ohio State team looks like, and we'll see over the next month if they end up like, one of those teams. I'm I'm laying the 18 and a half. I don't know that Penn State gets to 20, and I don't know that they keep Ohio State from the high 30s, and that really gets you in that zone. You know, a, a 38-17 game, it's a win. Uh, a 42-20 game, that's a win. I I have a hard time believing that there's any distraction regarding the Michigan game. I got a hard time believing that that Ohio State is doing anything other than looking at what's right in front of them. This is a top-10 matchup, as Sully pointed out. Uh, I'm not a big fan of big favorites, but this is one where I just... Mike, they're going to lose now because I'm betting on them. I like OSU, lay the 18.5. And And I think Ryan Day does care about style points. I really do. I I think he likes running up the scores on teams, so I could totally see it. I want more of your board. I don't even deserve to to, to pick a game. Oh, come on. I want you to pick one because I got got a big favorite that I think you don't like. No, no, no. You are going to guide this board, and then I'll give people the crumbs. You give people the filet. All right, let's look at another Big Ten game, and I think that you're going to hate this pick, but I love it. And it's Michigan State minus 20 and a half against Rutgers. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to lay 20 and a half down on uh, D'Antonio and the Spartans right now. Rutgers, the simplest way to put it with Rutgers, they've been the cure. They've been the medicine to whatever Big Ten team needs to get going a little bit. I mean, we know Michigan State, five-game losing streak. They've just been terrible. But I think that, that with how bad Rutgers is, This is a situation where Michigan State's upset, they're going to take out frustration, and they're going to absolutely pound Rutgers. So give me Michigan State to lay the 20 and a half here. I'm going to take six words that I know you adore, and I know the people who enjoy this podcast adore. Yeah, that's a pass for me. Oh, come on. No, thank you. No, look, I think MSU is just a zombie land walking I understand the selection. I understand that Rutgers. But let's remember, last year, a similar MSU team played a similar Rutgers team. It was a 14-7 game. It was a crime against football. Uh, This is an MSU team coming off a brutal rivalry loss where they did not even look interested. 
I have major questions about the mental state of Brian Lewerke. Doesn't trust his protection, nor should he. Not sure his shoulder's right. Um, you know, you're talking about a defense that seemingly just isn't interested in anything that they've been schooled on technique-wise. I get what you're doing here, and I'm sure as hell in no position, considering you had a 9 no week to talk you off of it. I'm just telling you, I can't put money on a team that I don't know if they care about playing football Oh, I anymore. get it. I get that. And, just... and frankly, there's just so much noise around Michigan State. You'd like to believe that they could line up with Elijah Collins and grind out 150 on the ground, yep. grind out um, a moderately efficient 200 in the air, and get to 28 points. But are they the defense that holds Rutgers to seven? No, they're not anymore. Our secondary, you know, Mike, it's abysmal. I don't know if Josiah Scott plays. Uh, Josh Butler has had a horrendous senior season. Um, Kalen Gervin is an atrocious tackler. The corner position, it's just not vintage MSU. And really, Mike, here's the problem. They are they are not assignment sound. So, listen, you're hot as a firecracker. I'm a piece of shit right now. You go for it. But the, I, well, if, if I they maybe, can't blow out Rutgers. Well, maybe then. I'm too close to my own team. I'm just telling you, I, I have a bad vibe with that program right now. Okay, yep. Rutgers on the board for you. I want you to deliver another play. My selections don't even warrant to bask in the shadow of your greatness. Wow. Um, okay, let me give you another one here, and this is one that. Uh, well, I know you have some that I want to get to as well, but look at the uh, Tennessee game in college football right now. And it's Tennessee plus four. They're playing uh, Missouri. I liked this a lot when it was six. I'm still going to do it at four, though. Um, it, clearly, people have been on this one as well. But Tennessee, they're 5-0 and against the spread their last five games. I really like him as an underdog in this spot here. I don't think Missouri is uh, really like, that good. I, I like is, how is you Drew, rubbed is that Drew in. Is Drew Locke playing? You know, I, am I missing something here? The spread just doesn't make sense, uh, which does scare me a little bit. We've it talked should. about this. It does scare me a little bit when the spread doesn't make sense. But I just think it's a it's a Missouri team that's just bad right now. Missouri hasn't scored more than seven points in any of their last three games. So close my eyes, Tennessee plus four. This might actually go down to three, three and a half. So give me it at four right now. Man, I don't like you. A, you just rub salt in the wounds from one of my worst losses of the year. <laughs> I had Kentucky against Tennessee. They're up 13 nothing. They have 42 minutes of T.O.P. And they end up giving up 17 straight. They come down the field, three cracks from the two. Don't get it. One of the worst losses of the year. Here's the other problem. You picked the last game that I crossed off. Really? Because no I li- way. I liked Mizzou here. Oh, okay. Yeah, look, I watched a lot of Mizzou in Florida last week. Florida's defense is fabulous. That that's not Missouri's fault. But Mizzou has hung tough. They got Kelly Bryant back. Tennessee deserves credit for rallying up in their season. Yep. I crossed this off. Four of its last five. Yeah, and and they could have laid down and died and had a disastrous three win year. Um, I crossed it off, so my opinion does not matter. But <laughs> it's just amazing how. You and I can find our way to some similar games yeah. when you've got you know thirty games to choose from, and you end up on because and I, I do think it speaks to something we've talked about where if you take it serious, you go down the board and you kind of whether you're using power ranks, whether you're using your own opinion, you'll see a lot of numbers where you go, nah, there's just nothing there, no, not interested, nope, not betting on that, and you cross it off and you automatically do narrow it down. Just funny how we ended up on a, on, a, on a similar game. Sure. All right, Tennessee for you. I will give you a play Please. that I'm hoping people fade, and I'm hoping I don't have to hear about it. I think I am walking into something, and this is where confidence matters. I have to stick to my principles on this. Now, there are two caveats. I need 10 points. I, don't, I can't take nine and a half. I need 10, all right? And whether I have to buy it to 10 and pay 130 or whether I get the 10, I'm waiting till kickoff mm-hmm. to see where this goes. I don't believe it'll go down. I need 10 and I need to know the status of Wap Filia, Filia, whatever the hell, Filia, the, the killer receiver for Indiana. Yeah. I don't know his status at time of taping. If Filia is not playing, I am not betting this. I'm being open and honest with you guys. There's no hiding. I'm not playing this until Saturday until I get an answer that he is in the game. And I am going to get it at 10. This right here, if if Michigan covers this number, I think it flies in the face of everything I know about football. You have Michigan 
coming off of big rivalry game, headed into sure. biggest rivalry game against the Buckeyes. You have an Indiana team at home. They are tough as nails. This is an Indiana team that's probably going to finish with eight wins. They're going bowling. This is a key opponent, a big opponent, a chance to show out. You may not like Allen, their coach, but that team plays hard, man. And normally, I would never think about this for a team that is winless when they don't score 34 points. 34 points or more, Indiana undefeated. 34 or under, winless. Wow. I would never back a team like this, but look, I don't doubt Michigan wins. I don't. That's not what this is about. But this is a brutal spot. Michigan has to go on the road, off a high. Human nature tells you you are looking to OSU next week. And you're going to play an Indiana team, played awesome against Penn State. Played awesome. Had a case to win the game. They're doing it with their backup uh, in Ramsey, but they're not falling off offensively. Mike, I'm going to take Indiana. If I if this thing goes down to nine or eight and a half, I'm not playing the game. I'm telling people what the terms are here. Get ten, and and WAP has to play. All right, that's the deal. You don't get both of those. You do not play it. I'm not playing it. But at, at those two things happen. I know I'm walking into this, and I'm very afraid that Michigan will take away Indiana's ground game. Yep. They were able to grind against Penn State. But they have not allowed anyone to get to 34 except Wisconsin. And lately, they have taken away the ground game. I'm concerned, but I also believe in the product. I believe in what Indiana's doing. I love this team's energy, their body language. Big home game, big opponent. They're bowl eligible. They're feeling themselves. And Michigan, the human nature of this is, this is a trap game against a live opponent. This isn't Illinois. This isn't Rutgers. It isn't N-Dub. I'm going to take Indiana, 10 or better, and WAP plays. Got it? Are we clear? Mm -hmm. No fucking games? Spelling it out for the people that are a little slow in the crowd. I'm going to take Indiana. But I ain't doing it till Saturday morning until or unless I get what I want. Go ahead. No, I get it. Hey, I I get it in between games, MSU, OSU, the whole looking ahead type thing. I understand it. This is just a game I'm not going to bet, period. Uh, That's a pass That is a pass because I think Michigan's just playing too cocky right now. I I could see Michigan and Harbaugh trying to run it up if they get a chance late in the game. Uh, I agree that it'll be close for a while, but I I really could see a situation where Michigan does just try try to run it up and just... Just how they've been playing. They, they're trying to just you know put on points, and, and we know how Harbaugh is late in games with, with the stuff he does sometimes. So I'm just going to stay away from it. But I understand the principle of it. You want to see how screwed up I am picking games right now after the last two weeks? Oh, stop being so hard on yourself. No, 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 no. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to now fly in the face of everything I just said about that game. There is a game on the board that in order to back the better team, you have to go against everything I just said. I'm a hypocrite against myself. <laughs> but you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Minnesota minus yes. 13 and a half Love this at game. Northwestern. Now Minnesota coming off a massive two-week spread here. They beat Penn State. They're feeling great. They go to Kinnick. Kinnick Magic. I took Iowa. And they lose. Played a competitive game. They rallied. They battled. No issue with it. Now they go and take on Northwestern, who are the deadest of the deadbeats. N-Dub did not cover last week against UMass. They're not good. I don't even care about the stats. Whatever. They beat a, they beat a 1-double-A team last week. But Minnesota has Wisconsin next week for the Big Ten West, unless I'm mistaken. The winner take all. This is the ultimate trap spot. But my—look, I've watched a lot of Northwestern this year. They are they are as bad as it gets. I mean, this is Pat yep. Fitzgerald's worst team. Minnesota, I trust the leadership of that team. I think they got a maturity about them. I think P.J. Fleck is going to be able to get his guys focused, get his guys to play at least a B-plus game. I don't think you're going to get their A game. And Northwestern, look, there is no passing game. And I don't think Northwestern is going to grind 200 yards on the ground against Minnesota. I don't see it. I am flying in the face of everything I said about the Michigan-Indiana game. This is how you know I'm screwed up picking games lately. 
I just think Minnesota giving less than two touchdowns, I think they have a business trip. I think they win a 27-10 kind of game. And I'm going to back the Gophers here. Uh, God yeah. help me. The losing will continue, but God help me. I'll take Minnesota. <laughs> See, I agree. I really do agree with you. But You're going to bless this pick? I'm taking a different side of this game, though, because oh, of no. it. And yeah. I'm taking the under in it. Because uh. what you just said, 27 to 10. I think that when you look at how bad Northwestern has been, I actually have been thinking about parlaying Minnesota and the under in this one. But I know we don't really do too many parlays in this uh, podcast. But when you look at Minnesota or excuse me, Northwestern when they've played good teams or decent teams. Northwestern against Indiana, they scored three points. Against Iowa, they didn't score at all. Against Ohio State, they scored three. Against Nebraska, they scored 10. Wisconsin, they scored 15, whatever. My point is they're not putting up twenty, even 20-plus 20 points. So if you're going to give me the under, it's only 41, so I get it. People are going to look at this game and say, oh, so that just means a 27-14, to 21-20 type game. Uh, I don't think that, that Northwestern can put up points. I think it's going to stay under. If anything, I would lean towards Minnesota to cover as well. Uh, but again, give me the under. Northwestern, Minnesota, under 41. No, and again, you're, if you're betting Minnesota, you're betting their focus. You're betting Fleck. You're betting that he's got his team wound tightly and, and ready to go out on a business trip, not look ahead. And again, I understand the Harbaugh principle, and you're going, well, why didn't you take Michigan? It's simple, because Indiana's a really good football team. Indiana is a really solid, no-one-talks-about-them football team. Northwestern's not. So I understand. Listen, I hope you fade me. I hope you don't bet any of this shit. You do whatever you want. I'm going to go down with the ship. Like, if the wheels are are falling off the wagon, I'm going full Sooner Schooner, and I'm going to tip the whole fucking thing over. (laughs) But I'm I'm going. I'm going to go Minnesota here, and I'm going to play that they're going to go down there and take care of business and win by a couple of touchdowns and do the job. All right, Mike, I have one other selection, and, and then we'll we'll move forward if you have anything else. No, I, I have four games I'm playing in college. I gave okay. them to you. I'm going to give you, and again, this, you can tell. You can tell I'm shook. You can tell I'm all <laughs> over the place. I have a favorite I like. And, and, and again, I, I, uh, I know some people are upset that I have a life and I don't, I don't put everything I bet on the show. I mean, I'm sitting home on a Saturday and I decide to bet something. Like, what, what do you want? Am hmm. I supposed to call you personally? But remember, I don't count those games. Those are not in this record. The record that Sully lists, that's, that's everything on here. Nothing kept out, nothing added. Mm-hmm. I ended up, I played both um, big Pac-10 uh, favorites last Saturday night. Really grinded on some numbers and I was sitting home relaxing and I took Utah laying 20 to UCLA, and they won by 40. And I took Oregon. And that game, I got lucky. I got real lucky. I was laying 27. They won by 28 um, against Arizona. But watching both of those games, I watched all of Utah, and I watched half of Oregon. I had to go to bed. I was exhausted. Yeah. Um, I really think with Utah, Arizona is a god-awful football team. And I was... You don't realize how bad a team is defensively just on numbers. When you watch a game and you look at it, you go, wow, what are you doing out here? And now you have Arizona playing the quarterback shuffle with this freshman, Gunnell, and then what used to be Khalil Tate, who's just a shell of himself. Utah is such a professional outfit with Huntley at quarterback and Moss at running back. Um, They got tight ends for days. Defensively, you know what you're getting. I mean, you're getting NFL-caliber D-line. You're getting a ball-hawking D. I just think this is a matchup where Utah, mindset-wise, is trying to make statements. They know they're the uninvited guest. Mm -hmm. They know uh, that the Pac-12 is not respected. They know that Utah football is not respected. Utah has every right to believe they can go to the college football playoff. Fair? Right. This is where statements get made. And I really don't think Arizona, who faced an incredibly physical Oregon team last week, up front, or this is not your daddy's Oregon, O-line, D-line, they're really good, and they pound on you. I don't know that Arizona's ready to get up off the mat and then deal with an even more physical team. This may be a horrendous pick. This is, uh, honestly, I hate myself for for two of my picks this week. I, I actually looked in the mirror this morning and said, you're an idiot, how dare you give these to people? But I'm being serious <laughs> with you. Mike, I really like Utah laying the 21. And I just, I think Arizona is at that point where they may end up just quitting. Now, listen, the numbers started at 21. 
It's at 22 and a half. I'm not a huge fan of the number. Uh, I'm just looking up. When I did these games earlier, uh, I tried to do these on Tuesday night. but So now 22 and a half. Boy, that's a bad number. But, but, can Utah win by 24? Yeah. I'll yes, tell you what else. Can. I'll tell you what doesn't make me comfortable. Only 23% of the tickets are on Arizona, but it makes 44% of the money. Yeah. Boy, does that have trap written all over it. But I'm going to tell you, that Utah is a pro team. I mean, last week, a couple things went wrong. They created some breaks. They shouldn't have won the game by 40. They would have covered anyways, but UCLA self-destructed. I'm going to stay with Utah. I'm going to I'm gonna believe I'm watching the right stuff. The number, clearly I liked it a lot better at 21, but I'll go Utah minus 22 and a half. God help me, I'm taking a public favorite. Well, you know, Who you, am I? What know have what? I become? I, I can tell you're down. Look, you brought me this beautiful bottle today that I you can't wait it. to dig bottle into. Bottle bet. Um, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bless this pick and oh. join you on it. <laughs> I'll pour the holy water and all jo- over I'm going to join you on this Utah pick. Utah has been killing it. They are uh, just been playing really, really well this season. It's a pro you know team. they've covered the last six games? The last six games, they've covered every single one of them. Which um, means they're not going to do it here, are but they? But they're also 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six against teams with losing records. And my point is they, they do really, really well. They feast on teams like that. And meanwhile, when you look at the other trends with Arizona, they're 0-5. Uh, in their last five games overall. So well, you have two completely different directions here. Well, it's also... I'll go Utah minus 22. Well, it's also interesting, too. Like, I don't want to belabor just this game, but it's really interesting, and, and I, I do encourage people. Like, the Action Network is a fantastic site. Um, no, it's not because the company brokered a deal with them. I don't give a shit what this company does. It's more just, you know, I, I like the information. I think the Action Network does a great job. But they, they, they really do some interesting studies on things sometimes. And... I want to pull this up for you. There, there's, you know, and it's a good tool. It, it's, it's not a guarantee. You're not going to retire on it. A good um, listen. No, <laughs> Our famous. No, but it, they, 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 each week they do this thing, called, and it's a havoc rating. You know what teams create havoc um, on the line of scrimmage, causing you know opponents to to lose yards. Um, you know, can they protect the ball on their end? But for defenses, the the, the havoc rate is the total plays divided by the total number of tackles for loss, force fumbles, pass breakups, and INTs. So that separates a defense that's good and great. So when you look at Utah, you're talking about Utah having a borderline, just about top five in the country, havoc rate of 22% of the snaps. Okay, 22% of Utah's defensive snaps are a pass-defended, are an interception, are a tackle for loss, are a forced fumble. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, guys, almost one of every four plays, they are doing something to fuck you up. That, that's what it means. By the way, if you were wondering, Ohio State leads the country in havoc rate. 20, of 24.7. Now that's, again, then when you go the other direction, okay, you talk about offenses that self-destruct. Offenses where you go, oh my God, like what are we doing here? And you go like Akron. Akron's winless. Offensively, they are allowing a havoc rate of 21%. So if you're Akron and you go, wow, they're terrible, they're winless. Add to the fact that on one of every four plays, they're taking a TFL. They're getting a pass deflected. They're getting a fumble forced or they're throwing a pick. Mm. Now, why is this relevant? Take a look at this matchup here. You have a Utah team with a havoc rating of a, t- a top five, 23%, right? How about Arizona's offense, havoc allowed? 91st in the country at almost 13%. So 13% of Arizona's snaps, something disastrous is happening to their offense. The best team at wreaking havoc, one of the worst teams at allowing havoc. I just, when I look at it, I think Utah, that's the goods right there. You're not going to stay close with Utah when you're self-destructing. Let's say they meet in the middle and Utah doesn't force one of every four plays to be negative for Arizona. What if it's, I don't know, one of every three? Mm -hmm. What if it's one of every five? I don't know. The point is, I don't think it's going to happen. Even break it down further. Rushing success. Utah is 22nd in the country. Do you know what Arizona is? 128th on D. Jeez. 128th on D. They allow you to have successful rush after successful rush after successful rush. And you go, okay, well, 
What about passing success? Well, Utah is sixth. Unfortunately, Arizona is 116th on D. So when you look at these matchups, I mean, all of it, I mean, even sack rate, Utah, you know, they don't really allow sacks. And that's a good thing because Arizona, they're bottom three in America in sack rate. Everything points Utah here. I'm just, I'm going Utah. Top five havoc rate, Arizona 90th in havoc allowed. I'm going to stick numbers here. I don't love 22 and a half, but I love the matchup. Let's do it. Let's let's make some money. I just wanted to give people another resource, another way to, it's paralysis by analysis, but it's a a really nice piece um, when the Action Network does some of the Havoc stuff, and I I think it gives you another tool or another way to lose money. All right, on to the NFL. So my plays. And Sully has been kind enough to bless two of these outright. Yeah, right. And a third in a parlay. I'm taking OSU. I'm laying the 18 and a half. I'm taking Indiana at 10, and if, if WAP plays, my man WAP, if he plays, and I get 10. Otherwise, it's not a play. Now, if it's 9.5, I'm telling you on a personal level, I will buy it to 10. I'm going to pay the juice. But you can do what you want. Utah minus 22.5, Minnesota minus 13. Those are my, my four in college with one that I will not be betting till Saturday. Go yep. ahead. Yep, I end up doing five. Ohio State minus 18.5. Do not step in front of that OSU train right now. Michigan State, they're going to pound Rutgers. MSU minus 20.5. Tennessee plus four. Northwestern under 41. And then uh, Utah minus 22.5. Big powers at it again, leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles like idiots during power outages? Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Go solar. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation so there's no more searching for a flashlight when Big Power leaves you in the dark. And make no mistake, Big Power Company, they don't give a damn about you. It'll leave you in the dark for four days. You think they care? Number one residential solar provider is Power Home Solar. 30-year warranty on the American-made panels that they install. You will own your power, not just rent it from the power company. So get it done. They've installed panels at Ford Field and Allen Park. They're the official sponsor of the Lions. If solar's right for you, you think it might be right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. All right, on to the National Football League, which has been killing me lately. Um, Thursday night, I've got an opinion. This is, I'll tell you right now, I'm either going to do really well or I'm going to get murdered in NFL football. And Mm -hmm. I'm telling you that up front because I am going after my money. And you go, what does that mean? It means that I'm going right back to teams I bet last week when I went one and three. Example, it starts Thursday night and I might be batshit crazy. Your Colts. uh, uh Uh-uh. I'm taking the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah. I am taking the Houston Texans minus three and a half. First of all, there's no way Houston's that bad. You draw a line through last week's performance. Baltimore might be the OSU of, of the NFL. But the Colts tonight, no, no T.Y. Hilton, no Marlon Mack, possibly no Eric Ebron. You're talking about Jacoby Brissett with none of his offensive weapons. You're then looking at a Houston team that is likely to get back Will Fuller. And a Houston team at home, on the bounce back, I don't love three and a half versus three, but I just don't believe the Colts, who primarily, they have not played good football over the last month. I am taking the Houston Texans. I'm laying the three and a half. I want my money back. Wow, cheating on your Colts. Fade me. Do whatever you want. I am, (laughs) what did I tell you? The wheels on the bus go round and round until they fall off and you careen into a, a, a wall. I, I'm either going to do really well this week, Mike, or I'm going to get fucking destroyed on Sunday. I'm taking Houston. I see I see a close game in this one. Um, I'm going to stay away from it, but I see a close game. That's a seemingly, pass for me. Seemingly every AFC South game lately just yeah. seems like a total Everything coin flip. Everything suggests Colts. But they always they always play the Texans tough. They always cover against the Texans. Da 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 da. Houston doesn't cover. Here's the deal. Because everything says Colts, and because I'm so shitty lately, I'm going Texans, yeah. and I want my money back. So Texans for me. Give me your start to the Sunday. Yeah, I have three in the NFL that I that I really like. Maybe I could be talked into another one. I am surprised by you saying that. 
because there are so many marquee games. I know. I'm intrigued. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm going to look at a game that's kind of off the uh, path right now. I do have one later that's certainly going to be a marquee one. But uh, Jaguars-Titans. So, I, I, again, we me- I mentioned the close game in the one that you just talked about with the Colts. I see another close game. I see a low-scoring game in this one. And ultimately, I see a, a game where Tennessee stays within three points. I really do. Um, again, it's the FC South. Nothing seems to go according to plan. Uh, but it's going to be one of those ball control type games. If you want to say, hey, I give the edge to the Jaguars to win this game, fine. I get it. But I think Tennessee is going to be right there at the end. I think they're going to stay within three. They're going to do just enough to uh, to be with them at the end. And their defense is going to be able to uh, at least keep the game within reason. So give me Tennessee plus three. All right. I'm going to give you the other off-board game. And then everything else is pretty, like, spotlight. I need you to convince me of something. I need you to talk me off of something. I hate, hate Mason Rudolph. Hate. But I need you to help me. How on earth am I supposed to take less than a touchdown with the Cincinnati Bengals? Now, last week, Oakland did everything in their power to lose that game. They still beat the Bengals by seven. Pittsburgh, playoff chase, off this emotional game against the Browns. They are going to take on a team that is so helpless. Yep. And you're laying six and a half. How is this not a spot for the Steelers? How am I supposed to take the Bengals without getting more than seven here? Mike, I, 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 I want the Pope to tell me to bless me, <laughs> to Steelers need it, bounce yeah. back angle, terrible opponent, line up and bang, Steeler D is playing out of their heads, the Bengals have shown nothing, you got Tyler Boyd bitching in the media, he's not seeing enough targets, they can't run it, they can't pass it, they're, they're absolute abject failures, they cost me money two weeks ago against the Ravens, mm-hmm. I want my money back, <laughs> Steelers minus six and a half. Yeah, I like it. I, I really do, and, and I think it was kind of an anomaly. Bless with the, the pick, Mike. They, the Bengals kept it close last week, whatever. The Bengals also haven't covered at home this year at all, so oh. I, I see I see a 24-10 type Bless game. Bless the pick, where, Mike. Yeah, I'm, I'll bet it as well. Yes! I, I see a 24-10 game where Pittsburgh wins it, uh, It's and it comes down to, maybe it's just a simple way to look at it, but Mike Tomlin simply does have the better more talented team, and it's not even close, I think. So, yeah, give me Pittsburgh as well. I want to give you one of the games of the week, and I got a feeling you got an opinion here. And and again, this is how you know I'm corrupted. This is how you know I'm all messed up. I'm crazy. New England minus six and a half against the Cowboys in Foxborough. Maybe one of the great coaching mismatches in the history of sports. Yeah. Bill Belichick versus the Clapper, Jason Garrett. Normally, I'd be finding ways to take the dog. I'm leaning pats. But before I do it, I go to the Pope of Patriot Affairs, yep. the Patriarch of Patriot Affairs, the Baron of Belichick, the, the, the Sultan of Sanu. We go to a man who has made more money on Patriot football yes, than I Tom am. Brady, a man off a 9-0 and weekend. We go to Mike Sullivan. Mike, do you have an opinion on yeah, this Yeah, it's tough, man. You know what? You piece of shit. It's... it's- I uh, you're you're not doing this. I don't know if you've, I if I've heard, but I never bet against the Patriots. You're not doing this. It's a scary spot because oh the Patriots God. look. The Patriots' offense has issues right now. Dallas's offense seems to be playing really well, but sure, could it? Could I? I guess see a close game, but I'm not betting against New England here because the Cowboys have not covered the spread once this year against a team with a winning record. So I, I just—it's one of those where I just—I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to pass. No. I can't. I can't. I can't bet this one. No. No. And I understand the crowd that wants to just go. A part of me wants to go Dallas. I get that crowd, but no, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bet against the Patriots, especially. Hey, the report this week—they're—they're they're sending people on the roof right in Dallas to, to film practice. So, uh, who knows? But I, no, I'm staying away. You have broken my heart. You broke my heart. Because this is a game where I looked at it and I said, okay, my instinct tells me the Cowboys would be a great play here. That the Cow- that the Patriots Yeah, a lot broken. of people think that. I get that. That the Patriots' problems are not fixable. Now, this week, they should get Isaiah Wynn back. That's going to help. The issue I take is the Cowboy defense on paper, you look at the names and you go, man, 
How are the Patriots going to do what they do? But then you look at the actuality of it, the reality of it, and they don't play up. They don't play up and rise up and produce and match that level of play. And I mean, look at Jeff Driscoll cut them up last week. You mean to tell me that Tom Brady isn't going to be able to do the same thing at home? You'd think he'd be motivated after last week. I, I got to be honest with you. Everything in my body wants Cowboys, and I've been so shitty lately that now I think I got to go against myself and go Pats minus six and a half. No? Yeah, Come I have. Come on. No disagreement. I, no, pick. I can't. I, I can't. Bless the pick. I can't bet every game. Uh, I, if I had to, if you had to give me a fifty one percent lean or whatever, of course I would lean towards New England. But I could also see a twenty seven twenty four late type game. But it, it's yeah, I, I would lean towards New England again. I'm not betting it though because All the right. Cowboys offense is so much better than the Patriots offense right now. I won't play it. I won't play. Oh it. come on, just no, play it if no, you want. No, I've, it got, is I've ne- got betting on the Patriots is never a bad bet. I have four plays. I will stick to it unless you're blessing a bonus play. I don't deserve the right to have an expanded board right now. Okay. <laughs> Confidence is shaken. My dog won't look at me. Um, I want to go to a game that I think is trashy, but it's my kind of trashy. Jets getting three as they host Oakland. Um, done well with the Jets lately. I think Oakland, it's it's a little bit too much here. The idea that Oakland is going to go west coast to east coast, early window, mm-hmm. be favored. The Jets have put a couple decent efforts together. I, I basically break the Jets down into two seasons, without Darnold and with. With Sam Darnold, I've seen him beat the Cowboys. With Darnold, they've put together two nice performances the last two weeks, getting to 30 points, albeit against deadbeat opponents. Oakland has been getting away with it because their defense is awful. I think if you give Sam Darnold some time, he can use his feet when he doesn't have time, be productive. Oakland's defense is not any good. The Jets are getting the three. I think there's a huge money differential here, too, which also turns me on. And and again... You know, there's no huge advantage in the Dallas and New England game. Everything's proportional. But when you look Jets and Oakland, you know what turns me on? Only 38% of the tickets are on the Jets, but it makes up 70% of the money. The heavy bets are on the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm going to take the Jets here, take the points, and uh, hope that my sensibilities are, are right. So for that, me taking the Jets, that means everybody else should take <laughs> the Raiders. Opposite. No, it is a letdown spot for the Raiders. It really is. And and here's the other the thing I laugh at with this game. Are we really going to trust Adam freaking Gase to win three games in a row? You know that, that that's what's that's the tough part about it with me. Um, I, I think the spread is is perfect where it's at right now. I get your selection, but I can't. I told myself nine. I can't do it. I, I, I got to stick with my. I'm already up to nine. I think right now. So I got to. I got to stick with my guns and not uh, add another one onto the card here. But I get it. I get it. All right. Let me go to the. Uh, let me go to the last one for me. I'm getting my money back. Yes. Eagles minus one. This game is so interesting. Hosting Seattle. Give me my money back. Eagles were fabulous. I felt like I was so on the right side of that game last week. They're up 10 nothing, and then Lane Johnson gets hurt. And I'm not telling you they were going to blow the Patriots out. That's not fair. But Lane Johnson's a Pro Bowl right tackle, and last week Vitae comes in. The, the whole game fell apart. Whole game. And you go, well, Mike, we don't know if Lane Johnson's back this week. And he's still in protocol at time of taping. Okay. Here's the difference. Last week, their first-round pick, Andre Dillard, was not really available to play right tackle. They brought Vitae in because Dillard had repped at left tackle because he had filled in for Jason Peters. All week from reading the Philly papers, Dillard is repping at right tackle. He'll be prepared to play this week. He did okay filling in for Peters earlier in the year. If you get Vitae out, Dillard in, or God forbid Lane Johnson plays. I'm back on the Eagles bus. Here's the other thing. The Eagles, again, time of taping, should get Nigel Bradham back. Could get uh, um, uh, numbnuts, uh, Jesus, Jordan Howard back. Likely to get Alshon Jeffrey back. And, and again, hopefully Lane Johnson. I don't buy Seattle. Again, last week, I know what you're going to say. Mike, you got to stop. You can't control it. I know Kittle didn't play. With Emmanuel Sanders in that football game, the Niners were gutting this team. 
Then Emmanuel Sanders gets hurt. The whole game changed. Yep. The whole fucking thing flipped. You don't believe me? Go look at Garoppolo's splits with Emmanuel Sanders in that game last week and without. The whole thing changed. And yes, I ended up on the wrong side of it. All right, sue me. I'm just telling you. You give me the Eagles getting some of their pieces back. This Seahawk team, it is Russell Wilson and no one else. The Eagles defense played admirably last week. I mean, they did it all. They played their asses off. I want my money back. (laughs) I'm taking the Eagles minus one to beat the Seahawks. Wow, and that's you're, that's tough. You're going against an MVP candidate, Mike. I could end up like the Sooner Schooner from two it's weeks cr- ago, but I, I am I am sticking to my guns on this shit. Yeah, minus the Cowboys. No, I, I'm, and, and I'm I, too I, scared. I get the gut aspect of it. Uh, Seattle de- Seattle's defense is suspect, and I understand that too. It's just so They're tough. terrible. It's so tough for me to bet against Russell Wilson. So I'm just gonna <sighs> I'm just gonna uh, not stay away. I'm gonna pass on the this. other thing that turns me on. Only 18 percent of people are on the Eagles. No, I but get it. It's 30 percent home of game the money. too. I, I understand. Oh, I love when the public has a sexy doggy. Good yeah. for you. Give me the Eagles. All right, <laughs> all right. Packers. Another one I love. All right, so I I can't wait to watch it. I will tell you the line opening up at three and a half, currently sitting at three. There's not, it's it's a lot like Texans Colts, except these two teams are much more equal. Uh, Time of taping. Don't know what we're going to do with Kittle. Sanders should be back. That's the last thing I read. Do you agree with those two takes? Mm -hmm. Okay, you call the game. Yeah, I like Green Bay in this one. Green you Bay plus three. Uh, I get it. The defense for San Francisco is scary defense, but guess what? Aaron Rodgers is also pretty scary himself. Uh, San Francisco's offense, they're banged up, but they have overcame that in many games. I do understand. But, hey, you're giving me Aaron Rodgers' best quarterback in football, in my opinion. Uh, and it's no disrespect to what Russell Wilson's done this year. But Green Bay plus three. Uh, I like the Packers in this spot. Give me, give me the Packers. Niners. They, it's kind of in a, in a funk right now. I think where they're just not quite the the team they were within the first few weeks. So give me Green Bay. See Sunday Night Football. Here's the problem. You know when you're looking at this, I I will say there is an interesting note. And I know you're a total king. The yep. 49ers rank 25th in pace of play, and the Packers are 31st. That's per Football Outsiders. Hmm. You know, the under could be a sexy play here. I'm just saying, Mike, if the if the total's sitting there at 49, couldn't you see a 24-20 kind of game here? Oh, it's, it's exactly what I see. Pace I, of play, it, it, incredibly I, slow. Would right you bless the under as a selection? Yes, yes, because it's right around what I what I would predict. I think that over-under is right perfect. Uh, 26-24 type game, 24-20 type game. Yeah. I think that number is right at it. I, I I need to wait and get the final call on Kittle and Sanders before I would do anything here. I actually lean the other side, especially if it's three with mm-hmm. the Niners. Okay. But without knowing, you know, Kittle could miss his third straight. Sanders could miss this game. I'm going with a probable and a, and a possible. Um, I'm going to wait on it. I just wanted to throw out that little angle about the total. It's amazing well, how slow these two teams play. And honestly, both teams running games. I think Frisco's in a bounce back spot, but I'm gonna I got guys I have to. Time of taping. I'm not gonna do the shit that I did with Stafford and, and all of a sudden he gets hurt and then people are bitching because I, I I'm like, well, wait a second here. I gotta buy this game back. Go ahead. Well, speaking of totals, I'm gonna offer you a total as well in a different game. Uh your New York Giants this week. Giants, Bears. I'm going to play the first over I've played in two weeks. And it started at 41. It's down to 40. I like the over in this one. Uh, the over has covered every single game, uh, every single road game for the Giants so far this season. Oh, God. I get it it's that these two offenses are, if some people say they're bad, whatever, and I, and I, I do understand that, but it's only 40 points. You're meaning to tell me it can't be that type of 27-20, 24-20 type game, uh, 27-17? Give me the over. Giants, Bears, 40 points. Wow. See if Trubisky can actually throw a few dimes. and, and uh, Trubisky, you know, how do you know dimes. he's playing? Is he still crying or, and nagging his shoulder? Well, right, or see if, see if Daniel Jones can get it going a little bit. All right, uh, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. This is another one. This is one where if I were going good, cruising, I would have the audacity 
to be the ultimate contrarian. Ravens going to L.A. to take on the Rams, and boy, do the Rams look broken. But if you want to talk about every indicator saying take the Rams, man, is it there. Man, is it there. The reverse line movement. It is an opportunity. The fact that the public is all over it. I don't have the heart for this because I've been struggling the last two weeks, and I don't want to go into Thanksgiving uh, having to write a check. Um, Baltimore is a freight train I'm not getting in front of. And it's a lot like what Sully has preached successfully and to his credit regarding Ohio State. I think there's a stubbornness about betters, myself included, that you feel like, okay, I have the angle. I can beat this team. You know, this number's too big. I can beat this team. I'm not comfortable with Baltimore flying this high, laying points on the road, desperate Rams team. I can't back the Rams. I know what I'm watching. I can't back it. And they got two rookies now that are in on that horrendous O-line grinding it out against the Bears is not really what I'm concerned with. You know, the Bears have quit. Um, this Ram defense is not good. I just, I'm not touching this game. This is in, I just mm. cannot, I should take the Ravens. I should go with the public. I'm never comfortable doing it. And I got to tell you, the Rams are not an underdog that I, I don't like the way they're playing at all. Now they get Brandon Cooks back this week. They're all kinds of banged up. But th- I just, Mike, if you want it, you got it. But I, I'd be... I'd be out no. of line if I didn't put this game on the board for discussion here. I'd have to, uh, and I have my nine games. I, this is a game I could be talked into, though, with betting the Rams, because it's an opportunity for McVay, right? It's an opportunity for him to buy back that confidence on the national stage. Uh, and I think that, if anything, you want to point to a football indicator, that Rams run defense, is it, it fits well with this matchup. It really does. So... The freight train analogy I totally get. I'd have to be talked into doing the Rams here, so I'll just uh, I'll just stay away from it. Any opinion on Denver-Buffalo? I think it's really interesting. Denver's another one of these teams I have done a bad job with. Now, I was successful early in the year, but man, I mean, last week I didn't have the heart for it, even though I said I thought Denver would be the play. It's Denver or pass. I'm not laying huge points with Kirk Cousins. They blew the game, but boy, did they play well. The Bills... Goddamn Dolphins. Dolphins had covered so many times. I'd done a good job with them. And then I just, last week, they never had a chance. Shame on me. But, like, Denver this week. Denver's clearly better than their record. Uh, Absolutely they are. And the Bills, I don't believe, are as good as their record. And you're getting four and a half here. You've also got, I always love a huge money differential. So 40% of the bets, 60% of the cash. Mike, please. Pour the holy water. Give me, give me a little chip of communion bread. Oh well, you know it, I can't bet against De- Josh Allen. Denver is De- come on, bless the people. I, I'm, Here, I'm, I'm genuflecting. I could bless see, the. People. I could see the Broncos forcing a turnover or two, but I don't know, dude. Look at look at the again the football reasons. Bills they have the better head coach, right? They have a capable defense in this game, and they have uh, they they have home field advantage in it. So, I don't know. I think, again, the number's probably right at it. It's probably a low-scoring game. It's probably a 2017, 2016, 2015 type game. But I've made a lot of money on the Bills. I don't know. I I, I would have to... uh, I would have to just look the other way on this one as opposed to betting on Josh Allen or or betting Denver. Because, again, I've, I've said it all year with Denver. This is a team that, that as you pointed out earlier, they are better than than their record. I think that's clear. So is I'll their stay away. defense. I, I said at the start of this episode, I have no right to expand my board. I'm going to allow the Pope, the man who's gone 9-0, to bless these picks. And when the Pope tells you, do not <laughs> do pope, something, yeah. the Pope wins. I'm not doing it. The Pope wins. Now you'll be mad at me if Denver. No, yeah. no, no. You can't be mad at the Pope. The Pope's like Santa <laughs> Claus. I mean, like whatever. I'm not even a religious person. Can you be mad at the Pope? Is that legal? Uh, that, well, no comment. I'm sure you could uh, be that, for certain. Do things. people getting uh, wh- whatever? I don't give a shit. I'm not religious. You know what? I had someone. I had someone in the office last week who came up to me and said, "Sully, I, I bet on your." And this was a heartwarming moment. He, had, he said, "Sully, I bet on your picks, and I was able to uh, to send my daughter some more cash. She's in school, and uh, you know, thanks." And I was like, wow, actually real-life situations here. Yeah, he should come talk to me. Last weekend wasn't heartwarming <laughs> yeah. in my house. Now listen to me. It's very important. Here are my picks. And then we have to make one final decision. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm taking the Eagles. Give me my money back. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Texans. Give me my money back. I'm taking the Steelers. Fuck you, Bengals. And then one last conversation. 
Cowboys, six and a half, New England. Pontiff, do you want one last shot to do this? I thought you were going to say Lions-Redskins. We didn't preview that game. That game Uh is a crime against football. That's the type of game you put on for death row inmates. Yeah. Michael, Patriots, Belichick versus Jason Garrett in Foxborough, six and a half. You're the one who makes the rule. You know, I'm the, I'm the you one. know that I can never. You, you know, I can't pass up an opportunity to bet on the Patriots. I always bet. I always bet on the Patriots. So, uh, so that's something I could be talked into. I got to tell you something. <laughs> I I don't have the heart for it, but I feel like the Patriots either cover or they lose. Does that really? Make, does that make sense to you? Yeah. And the money line could be so tasty. What are you leaning then? Because you know what I'm leaning. I just don't have any self confidence anymore. This show's gonna this, this show's gonna drive me to therapy. When it's good, it's great. And when it's yeah. bad, it's terrible. I, I I'm to a point I can't wait for football to get over with. So you're gonna do it? No, Come I don't on. have the confidence. I can't expand my board. And you have not blessed the pick. So that's it. I would bless New England. Eagles, Jets, too late. Eagles, Jets, Texans, Steelers. That's it. And if I decide to do something later, it'll be me dressed as the Pope. And I'll, and I'll I'll let you put it on the social media. Yeah. Those are my NFL plays. Stop trying to expand my board because I know you love seeing people beat beat me up. Yeah, Steelers minus six and a half for me. Packers plus three. Giants over forty points against the Bears, and then Titans plus three. Get out a drink. Enjoy David's sexy bottle. stat time. Michael, congratulations again. Thank you. And Let's people do it again. understand something. I know we got a lot of people who are new to it. Don't bet a lot. Learning. Understand what Sully pulled off at nine and zero. Oh. I mean, even what I did a couple weeks Never back. Never do it again. What I did 7-2 and two with a 5-0 and oh Saturday. That is, it's not impossible, but it's next to it. What Sully did 9-0, and oh, he could bet for 10 years and not do it again. Oh, yeah. A fantastic week, and I, and I mean it. I know it's fun to bust balls and rip people's ass. That's great. <laughs> Understand the amount of work the both of us put in to just try to give you information, try to give you good stuff. Sully going 9-0. and oh, Hey, savor the flavor, because that ain't happening again. That's a hell of a good job by Mikey. So, well done there. Also, Thank you. Thank you for the bottle, too. And we're still both over 500. And I know with my money line plays, I'm still profitable, but I got a feeling the wheels are coming off this puppy. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I feel the axle going, Mike, so (laughs) just look out. All right, David Sexy Stat Time. It's time for another edition of Sexy Stat Time with The Hatchet Man. Let's head over to the college ranks. Just two games I want to go over. Michigan, a nine and a half point favorite at Indiana. Penn State going to Ohio State. Ohio State, the favorite at minus 18. I want to touch those games because I have a stat here that intertwines the two as they play each other next week the week of Thanksgiving. Let's first start with Michigan at Indiana. Michigan has failed to cover each of the last three weeks prior to the Ohio State game, twice as a big favorite versus Indiana. Now, Ohio State has failed to cover each of the last six years the week prior to Michigan. All six came as at least a two-touchdown favorite. And I did mention they are favored at home against Penn State minus 18. Now let's look into that game. This is the best opponent OSU has faced all year. The Buckeyes have won in dominant fashion this year with an average margin of victory of 42.4 points per game. But keep an eye on that because they haven't covered in the last six years leading into Michigan week. Let's head over to the NFL. The Colts at the Texans. Thursday night football, the Texans are favored by three and a half points. In their last two bouts, the Colts have averaged 131 yards rushing on the Texans. Indianapolis' season ranks fourth in rushing yards per game and seventh in rushing offense in DVOA. But they suffered a giant injury last week. Marlon Mack went down to a broken hand. So Mack this season has recorded 862 yards, four touchdowns on 192 attempts, which is four and a half yards per attempt. The Texans defense, second in rushing touchdowns, they've given up four. Tied for 24th in rushing yards per carry, 4.7. 
and tied for 27th in run plays of 20-plus yards. Nine of those they've given up. So the Colts have to find a way to keep running the ball against the Texans. They will have Naheem Hines, Jonathan Williams, and Jordan Wilkins, who missed last week's game. They will have those three to try to continue the rushing attack against the Texans. Let's go over to the Seahawks at the Eagles. The Eagles are favored by a point and a half. The Eagles have held three straight opponents to 17 points or fewer. But the Seahawks this season have only one game where they scored 17 points or fewer. They scored 16 against the Ravens in Week 7. Funny little note here for the Lions at the Redskins. The Lions are three and a half point favorites in this game. Detroit has scored 24 points or more in three of its last five games. Two of those games they've had Driscoll as their starting quarterback. But here's the funny note. Tickets are going for as low as $4. So if you're in the D.C. area, maybe you're a Skins fan, maybe you're a Lions fan, maybe you're just a football fan, head to that game. You can get in for $4, maybe cheaper. Let's go over to the Jags at the Titans. Titans minus three in this game. Titans are coming off a bye week. The Jags are allowing 134.6 rushing yards per game. That's fourth worst in the NFL. But in the last two games, they've given up a total of 480 rushing yards. And guess what happened the last time they faced each other in Nashville? Derrick Henry went off. He finished with a franchise record 238 yards rushing and four touchdowns, 14 yards a carry. Cowboys at the Patriots. Patriots are a six and a half point favorite in this game. Tom Brady is undefeated against five teams in his career. The Falcons, 5-0. The Bears, 5-0. The Vikings, 5-0. The Buccaneers, 4-0. And the Dallas Cowboys, he is 4-0 against. 4-0. Let's go over to the Ravens at the Rams. Ravens, a three-point favorite in this game. Next-gen stats created a metric that measures a quarterback's expected completion percentage by looking at the distance of each throw, the pass rush, the proximity of defenders to the intended target, and other factors. Those numbers show Goff should have connected on 66.7% of his passes. His actual completion rate this year, 60.3. Only two qualified passers, the Dolphins-Rosen, the Panthers-Newton, have a worse difference, according to next-gen stats. The Rams' offense ranks 13th in total yards this season. Last year, when the Rams owned the number two ranked offense and reached the Super Bowl, Goff's completion percentage was more than four and a half points better. This has been another edition of Sexy Stat Time with The Hatchet Man. Thanks for listening, as always. We appreciate it. Uh, Radio.com, iTunes, subscribe to the pod, pass it on, and get ready. we got bowl season coming up. Oh, my God, I'm going to lose money. We've got the playoffs coming up. We'll take you through all of it. And again, you know what we got that other podcasts don't? We got the pontiff. We got the pontiff of the parlay, (laughs) the pope of the pick. We've got Mike Sullivan. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.